My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. This is America. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. We will be back in some form. We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done. And here we are now. Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely. Never before in American history has there been an uprising like this. Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is going to be the American century. Because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. It's the Irishman in America with me, Jarlath Regan, and of course, our US correspondent friend and contributor, Marion McKeown. Well, as you know, since the other fella headed off to Mar-a-Lago to wait for the law to catch up with him, We've been focusing on the biggest scandals ever to rock America, from Lewinsky to Iran-Contra, from small incidents that have blown up into something extraordinary to huge scandals that have been staring everyone in the face. It's been a, it's been a wild ride, Marion, over the last few months. It certainly has. Today's yeah. scandal really, it, it does fall into the latter category. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, you get a little taste of this episode for free. But to strike the mother load and hear all our chats, the complete archive of Irishman Abroad interviews from the last eight years, would you believe? Haven't missed a week in eight years. Come on over and sign up oh. on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. Marion, great to talk again. I, I actually, I was actually talking to the patrons about what scandals we should cover next. And about 90% of them wanted the opioid crisis and specifically the Sackler family discussed. And this Alex Gibney documentary, The Crime of the Century, on the subject, which you you can find now easily on uh, Sky Documentaries, it opens by saying that to call it the opioid crisis is a misnomer because crises seem to just happen. The reason this is a scandal is because there are those who caused it to occur. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've got to say, Alex Gibney, for the listeners, they probably know that he was also the guy who directed The Smartest Men in the Room, which was about Enron. He directed another award-winning documentary, which was about the torture of prisoners by by American, the CIA and, and American private contractors in Afghanistan. He has directed some of the hardest hitting documentaries in America and about America. And he's always worth, you know, a look. And, and this is a four hour, it's a two part blockbuster. And it really is, pardon the pun, it's, it's prescribed viewing. I think anybody who wants to understand this scandal and, and its genesis really should watch it. And as well, it's it's a tragedy. The documentary is heartbreaking in parts, but it's also like a thriller because you realise the multi-layered approach in this. And it's not just the Sackler family. It's also the doctors. It's the salesmen. It's the advertisers. It's the American healthcare system, the insurance companies. And it's also 
politician who frankly refused to deal with this. They were pleaded with to deal with it time after time. And it's another scandal that really implicates, and I know I've said this on Slime Blue in the face, I know a lot of people disagree, but to me, I've always said this about uh, our man in Mar-a-Lago, as you call him. You saw him coming. He is a toxic malevolent despot, but he signalled what he was going to do. To me, the Bush administration, the George W. Bush administration was more corrupt in many ways because it buried so many things and and they they never they uh, they they had the skill and the institutional knowledge to conceal so many scandals and to do so many backroom favors for so many people including big pharma and this is one example where it never really came out until it was too late and and so i i think that that is one big thing that we need to that it was almost political negligence and and federal negligence. And it's not just the Republicans. There were Democrats who were so implicated in that as well, including Democratic legendary senators like Chris Dodd, huge friend of Ireland's, who, who was also, you know, they, they all chose to look the other way and ignore a crisis and not hold the sacklers and Purdue Pharma responsible for a crisis that, as you say, that killed 500,000 people from overdoses alone. But the death toll is is incalculable because the number of people who may have died as a result of one simple example, car accidents related to driving mm-hmm. while people were heavily addicted to domestic violence that occurred as a result of this, to child neglect that occurred as a result of this, to murders, the 70% spike in crime in places like West Virginia that was directly related to to the addiction to OxyContin and, and its its poor relations. And so like the, the toll on America American life again in terms of lost workdays, lost productivity, the cost of the healthcare bill. It's tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars. We know the Sacklers made about ten billion dollars from their treachery, and it can only be described as that and criminality. But the actual cost to America. And not just the financial cost, which, as I said, is incalculable, the human suffering. And, you know, Jarrett, I've got to say, like, just, uh, and this is a mild tangent, of, I attended so many Trump rallies in, in, in the last five years. And the number of times I went to places like Circleville, Ohio, or Michigan, or Florida, or, you know, Alabama, and you would see people there, and they were just West Virginia you know, they turn up at the rallies and you could see that they were absolutely off their faces, to use an Irish expression, mm. on on drugs. And, and they were insensible and how they even managed to get to the rallies and they would turn up and you'd see these young parents with tiny children who you could see the signs of neglect all over these poor kids and the parents just literally senseless on 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 whatever combination of of drugs they were on and it was just heartbreaking and i said you go to these really poor deprived red states mainly and there are ghost towns and there are out you know families where they've lost not just one member to opioid addiction and overdoses, but five, six, seven members, you know, parents and children, grandparents and grandchildren. It is probably one of the most single devastating things to happen to America. I would say more so than the coronavirus, which although that took more than 550,000, almost 600,000 lives in a year, but but it, it, it 
didn't have the same devastation, I think, on families that were just, you know, hundreds of thousands of children put into care. The, you know, the foster care systems in states like West Virginia just creaking at the seams, unable to deal with it. You know, in, in terms of just human suffering, you know, to babies born with 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 addiction you know withdrawal and as i say that just the catalog of misery is endless as as a result of really a group of about eight people who all became fabulously wealthy as a result of of the suffering of tens of millions of americans so there you have it. That's your taste of the Irishman in America for this week with Marion McKeown. Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation by becoming a member at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad and enjoy all these conversations in full, including our feature interview every Sunday and our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews at patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. Jordan's reading. Heading over to London to see what lies beyond the shores, Mike, and I really hope it works out tremendously well for him. Hello, you're listening to the Irishman Abroad podcast with me, Jarnath Regan. This is episode one. I am extremely excited about it. The move to England seems to have worked out for the best as Jarlath's chat show podcast and Irishman Abroad has a million listeners every week. It's always up in the top one, two or three of the most popular podcasts in a given week. Irishman Abroad has earned rave reviews for fancy newspapers like The Guardian, The Irish Times. I listened to a lovely interview this week by Jarlath Regan on the Excellence and Irishman Abroad podcast. He has just returned from a trip to the Edinburgh Fringe where he recorded the 100th episode of his hugely popular broadcast series, An Irish Man Abroad. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm a big fan and it's going from strength to strength. The experience in Europe was beautiful. Jarlith Regan, he did a great job. I met him in Edinburgh. The one, the one I like is the Irish Man Abroad one, and mainly because his interview style is so brilliantly ramshackle. At the start, it really annoyed me. It has to it really annoyed me at the very start. When they sweat the technique. You think it's ramshackle? Yeah. No, I think Charlotte actually really is ahead of the game, actually, when he's interviewing. It's an honour, Charlotte, to love your podcast. So <laughs> well, thanks, thanks a lot. Somebody told me about your podcast a few years ago, and I obviously travel a lot. The Irishman Abroad definitely take the box, and I've downloaded a lot of your podcasts. And Most of all, it's a time for honesty, lads. Honest Ken early there. How you doing, Mark? <laughs> Honest Ken, you showed the way in the very first broadcast I heard in 2017. This is from an Irishman abroad. I think you had half of the uh, previous uh, Irish rugby team on it. I was getting, uh, for God's sake, will you, will, you, will you do me a favour? Will you get him off my back? Will you just talk to him? Will you? <laughs>